The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pride to Detroit podcast is brought to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. It's the jerky that fuels your Detroit Lions. That's right. Righteous Felon Jerky and meat sticks are available to Lions players at the training facilities at Allen Park. Each two ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein and each stick has eight grams of protein. Trust me, if it's good enough for the Lions, it's going to be good enough for you too. Righteous Felon is based in Westchester, Pennsylvania, and they use locally sourced all-natural Black Angus beef, and they pride themselves on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offerings. And now through the end of December, you can go to RighteousFelon.com and use the discount code POD20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's promo code POD20 at RighteousFelon.com, valid through 12-31-2022. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit post-game show. I am Chris Perfett, your host, as we cobble together our instant reactions, thoughts, analysis, and id and ego from... The Detroit Lions probably playing their best game of the season against their toughest opponent in a minute in the Minnesota Vikings in the most important game they've had to play here in the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions denied the chance the Minnesota Vikings to claim a division crown in their house. I cannot tell you the last time that the Detroit Lions got to do something like this. They got to that they got to stop a team in a big moment that they sold out their stadium and they held up their bargain and they led wire to wire in this game. I know we are conditioned as Lions fans when it gets close to panic, to worry, to worry that things were going to fall apart and they looked like they might at the end of that game as the Vikings pulled within eight. But it was not to be. It was absolutely not to be. And it and they it, it, it was, uh, to be honest, looking back on the macro level, they couldn't sniff what the Lions were doing on offense. Now they could sniff what they were doing on defense, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but we start with the good in all of this because I want to start with how this game has gone because for a man whose career has been under the microscope, and it will probably continue to be under the microscope more about longevity than anything, this was probably the best game I have seen all season maybe for his entire time here in Detroit, out of Jared Goff. I think a lot of people are going to give a ton of credit to Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, and how this ball was spread around. 
But Jared Goff is now 100% comfortable with what he's got going in the Ben Johnson system. Not just racking up 330 yards, not just averaging 8.5 yards per pass, not just getting three touchdowns, not just going 27 of 39. No, no, that's all great. That's all box score counting. I loved how he spread out the ball. He got the ball around to St. Brown, to DJ Shark. Jamison Williams got, you know, one reception for a touchdown to get him in the game. Josh Reynolds, you know that rapport is there. But what is important for Jared Goff is that I've looked for these defining moments for him. When the game looks like it's on the line, where you need not momentum, but you need the power to keep a drive going because you know that Kirk Cousins is on that other sideline and you know this valiantly as your defense fought in the first half that they are looking gassed up and they can't stop Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. You know that that's on your plate and you didn't shy away from it. You didn't shy away from it, and you held true by keeping them off the field and keeping the ball in your hand and making sure every drive in the second half resulted in a playing, in a scoring play. In a scoring play. Nothing more poignant than that, with eight points separating the Vikings and the Lions thanks to a failed two-point conversion earlier in the game. And the, the Vikings looking like they wanted to do what the Buffalo Bills did to the Detroit Lions, you know, a, 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 back on Thanksgiving. What did you do? You found Panay Sewell. You, you, you took a play from Ben Johnson to get the ball out to Panay effing Sewell as a tight end to convert. To convert. <laughs> on a third down. On third and seven. You're like, yeah. Let's do this. Let's dial up this. Panay Sewell probably doesn't have the most sure hands ever. I'm going to put it right on the money. Jared Goff put it right on the money to Panay Sewell as eligible. Short, right pass, nine yards, convert. Minnesota has to take their second timeout as you're inside two minutes at that point. Bagley stepping up, getting the field goal, virtually icing the game. And that's all I've wanted from Jared Goff here. The best quarterbacks in the NFL are defined by what big moments are upon you. And Jared Goff did not shy away from any big moment in this game. He looked comfortable. He looked poised. There was some pressure in the pocket, but he never took a sack. He never panicked. He looked collected. And this was with a game to keep the Lions playoff hopes alive and to stop a team like the Minnesota Vikings. And he did it all. And damn it, roses for him. Roses for him in this. That's all you... And, and with, with a run game that was kind of doing, you know, whatever. Game was on his back. Didn't disappoint. That's all you want. You want, you want the intangibles. You want, the, you want the, the ability to lead a team like that. That's what I've wanted out of Jared Goff all year. And damn it, he did it. Give it up for Jamison Williams. One catch, one touchdown. Jamos here. We didn't see too much of him, but they're easing him in. It's nice that he got the ball to his father and everything. Man. Man, man. And Aiden Hutchinson. Once again, the young, ki- the young kids keep doing amazing things. Aiden Hutchinson is what I have wanted on the defense for a very long time. For the, for the Detroit Lions. A sidewinder missile. 
he has really improved. He has really moved up. The he's really moved up. There is no overshooting from his game anymore. He knows exactly where to go, and he knows exactly how to get home. Three sacks on 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 Kirk Cousins. I think add add two more QB hits on top of that. Two tackles for losses. I'm sorry, he had one sack on 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 uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got sacked three times. I'm I'm. You can tell I am like jittery right now. I am jittery because I have not been that excited for a game in a moment to come down and do all that. Now, there were some downsides to the Lions. Uh, it's clear that without Jeff Okuda on the field, who was dealing with some stuff, it's getting rough in the secondary right now. Mike Hughes in particular bullied very badly, but you were asked to cover Justin Jefferson, who is made some unbelievably insane catches in that game. Can't, can't hate too much. Justin Jefferson is one of the best receivers in the league from for a, for a for a reason. I, I would like to say the Lions contained the damage they did not. The good part is they did more damage than Justin Jefferson did. And as the old Madden adage goes, you just need to score more points than your opponent. And that's exactly what the Detroit Lions did. That's all they needed to do out here. Got to give it up for uh, Isaiah Bugs, who has played out of his mind. John Kaminsky playing very well as well. Like this, this coaching staff should be given a lot of props on how they are playing up some of these players with, with you know, to, to, to be in the game where they need them to be in the game. Where did the Lions go from here? I mean, the Kool-Aid's on full blast right now, right? Like, it, we, we all thought on the last POD cast, if the Lions want a chance to run the table down the stretch here, it has to start with the Vikings. And damn it, the way they played against the Vikings today is nothing short of impressive. It's not a clawing out of victory thing. It's not these gasps where you're doing cardiac cat stuff. It was dominance wire to wire, and it looked tight at the end, but it really wasn't. You, you, you squeezed the Minnesota Vikings enough that they tried to onside kick with more than two minutes left because I think they understood. I think they understood. They didn't want the ball in the Lions' offense's hands because they knew the Lions could probably get in a good scoring position. They could probably get in a good scoring position, and, and the Lions did. And Bagley, I know he missed a field goal earlier. He makes it up with two, two near the end of the game. That last one donked off the upright. I was scared as hell on that one. I'm not going to lie. But with the Lions looking like this between the Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars, even people in national media are starting to take attention and saying, nobody wants to play this team right now. They're on fire. I don't know if they make the playoffs, but damn it. They're going to keep, they're going to go down swinging and die, die trying. And it's good. I, I can't, uh, it, it's, we keep saying this on the podcast, but it feels like it's been about six years since we could feel this good about a team, about the Detroit Lions, because the amount of soul they are playing with, the amount of heart, and I know I sound like an, unaba- I, I sound like an unabashed fan right now. I sound like a raving lunatic. And I guarantee you, if you go back and listen to my other post-game shows, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. I try to be rational. I try to be reasonable, but sometimes you watch a football game and you come around so charged up, there is no there there is no calming this fire. The Lions are exactly what you think they are from this game. A team that is playing some of the best football they have been playing all season. And all they've got to do is keep it up for 
four more games against the Jets, Panthers, Bears, and Packers and cross their fingers and maybe someone helps them out a little bit to get to the playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? Storylines are writing themselves. It's kind of beautiful. We're going to wrap up the post-game show. It'll be out on your feeds here Sunday night. POD cast on your podcast feeds on Monday morning. Join us live on Twitch Sunday evening for podcast for POD cast itself. And as always, we'll see you star side.